0: Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAI ball podcast powered by Adcraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at Adcraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. Adcraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything. From hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers, so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, guys, we head from the south. The last couple of weeks, we head over to the Midwest. To the next three weeks, actually, as we start to wrap up our off-season coach interviews, we've got in a few weeks. We'll have. Um, the folks from Morningside on. But tonight we have Coach Matt McCarty from Northwestern. Coach, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. You know, it's just enjoying the spring right now, and um, really appreciate you taking time to visit with me.
0: Is it starting to thaw over there in Iowa a little bit?
1: Uh, finally, yes. It's, it's been a rough spring. It's been really cold and really windy. Um but we're getting there. It's a nice day today. It's starting to feel like spring and summer a little bit.
0: So let's take a look. I, I want to look at you're one of one of a couple of teams that are going to be able to answer this really well. I kind of want to get your thoughts now that you've actually pulled off two seasons in in what should be like one and a half. Um, talk about the impact of the short seasons and the turnaround between the two seasons and, and kind of that impact on uh, your program, your guys, your coaches, and, and uh, w- would you, would you ever want to do that again?
1: You know, it, it, it's been quite a, the 12 months, you know, you go back a year from now and we're, we're playing, you know, in the playoffs and um, you, you play four really intense physical football games and, and then take a couple months off and start a new season and, go through another long season where, you know, we were fortunate enough to to get back to the semifinals. And so you're playing 14 games after you play, you know, four really big games against really good teams in the spring. And what we noticed as we got towards, you know, into the off season this year, just the, the physical toll, but then also the mental toll that, you know, that's a lot of just being locked in and focused for a long time and, and playing some big football games and, you know, we really enjoyed the playoff run last spring. It was great playing the playoffs with warm weather because uh, playoff time up here, uh, it, it, you don't get that. You're not fortunate enough to get that. the nice weather up here come December. So the playoffs in the spring, that, that was really nice. You know, We really enjoyed the warm weather. Um, but, yeah, it, it did take a toll. We noticed it as we got into this spring. Just, you know, you didn't have time. If there was any injuries after the, the playoff run in the spring, you really didn't have time to take care of those before you started in the fall. And so, um, you know, this spring we, we missed some some key players that sat out of spring football just because they were having surgeries, getting things taken care of from, uh, you know, the last year of football that we played.
0: Was it nice to have a normal spring? Did y'all kind of get back to normal or did you kind of add some things, change some things, take the opportunity to uh, that that some weird springs gave you?
1: We learned some things from from last spring, for sure, on just how you you set up things for the spring. and What was the best way to do it? And that was a benefit from last spring. Um, It was nice to get back to a normal spring. I think it was really nice and beneficial for our young guys. You know, it gave us an opportunity for our young guys to compete, our young guys to get a lot of reps. Because last year at this time, we were preparing for for some really big football games. And so all of your focus last year was on getting ready to play playoff football games. And so your young guys didn't get as many reps or meaningful reps that they would normally get in the spring. And so this spring, we really focused a lot on this development of our young guys and getting those guys ready to play.
0: So last year, looking back, you start off with a giant string of wins before uh, taking a very close loss to Morningside down there near the end of the year. Talk about the necessity of. Uh, To borrow a phrase, clearing the mechanism, turning back around, not being able to lick your wounds, and having to, after a game against Briarcliff, get into playoff mode.
1: Yeah, you know, the the game against Morningside, playing them late in the year, we we use that game as a way to really evaluate ourselves and and see where we were at that point in the season. Um, You know, you want to come out of those games healthy. That's really big, especially as you go into the postseason. You know you're gonna play some really good football teams and and really the healthiest teams have an advantage at that time of the year. And we were fortunate enough to go into the playoffs pretty healthy this past fall. Um, so so that was a game. We we used that game as an opportunity to learn, make adjustments, things we needed to do to get better as we, we got into the postseason. And, you know, our guys knew once you get in the playoffs, there's 16 teams competing. Anyone's got an opportunity to win a championship. And you really just have to focus and play your best football, and, and I thought our guys did that. Uh, you know, we were able to make a pretty good run again last year, and, and um, unfortunately, just came up short in the semifinals.
0: Now, this year, you kind of, well, you start off where you ended off. Uh, y- you know, you 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 play you play Morningside fresh out of the gate. I know that's that's a great way to start for your players. You know, they're locked in and focused. But man. You really want to play Morningside first thing? You know, it's, uh, it's, will be the third time
1: we've played in our last six games. And so uh, there's definitely no secrets. Um, it, it's a fun game. It really is. Um, you know, it, it's a great atmosphere to play in. Um, ton of respect for Coach Ryan, for their coaching staff, their players. We know our guys are going to be ready to play and our guys are going to play their best. We know they're going to bring their best. And, you know, it's a great atmosphere. If, if you, been to a Northwestern Morningside game. Uh, it's awesome. And so to, to get them out of the gate, yeah. You know, every time we play them, it's fun, you know, it's first game of the year, last game of the year, semifinals, whatever it is. And, um, and I know our guys, yeah, we'll we'll be ready to play. We've got to have a great summer. We, we've got to have a really focused and, and, and great fall camp because, you know, we, we've got to go toe to toe with them in the first week.
0: Just want to take a look at your offense real quick. And, uh, I am going to quote Coach Steve Ryan to start off after the game against y'all last season. Quote, I am truly excited to know that he, referring to Koima, is officially over. <laughs> One of the greatest players I've ever seen in the NAIA. That's, that's definitely high praise. Um, it so is. It's, it's a great quote. I, I knew I had to look that back up. But other than, other than Coima. Y'all pretty much have everything coming back this year, whether it be Connor McQuillan or Mosher and Story out wide, and a couple of all conference offensive linemen, and Jack Johnson and Greg Will, and you're also returning Blake Fryer, who now has a lot of experience starting quarterback in the G Pack, uh, as as well as a couple great pieces in Logan Meyer and uh, uh, Blake Anderson there. Um, talk to me about your offense and getting better and more explosive, even without Coima.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think the offense as a unit, it, we're really excited about what we have coming back, but we really have, you know, some outstanding playmakers on the outside, you know, great great running backs coming back. Uh, and we return really five players up front. We've started some football games for us. And if if you go back to last spring, I think we returned eight eight players who started the national championship game last spring for us, um, and then you know made a run to the semifinals this year. Blake Fryer getting eight games under his belt as a starting quarterback last fall that's that's huge going into this season. Like the confidence that our players and our staff have in Blake um, is really big, and we've seen the work that he's put in and the competitor that he is. You know, we know that Blake can, can do great things as our quarterback and we because we've seen it, and that's huge, I think, moving forward for us. But just the experience we have. These guys have played in big games. Um, they understand what it takes. You know, the, the loss in the semifinals stings a little bit, and, and they saw, you know, the, just the little things that, that really hindered us in that game. And, um, yeah, they're ready to get back out there and keep competing.
0: Defensively, you've also got a ton coming back, whether it be Jensen ranking. Up front, Parker Fryer anchoring that uh, linebacking core. Or uh, Noah Vantoff, Colt Telford, and Jaden Snyder in the back end. Uh, you're a defensive guy. Talk to me about your defense.
1: You know, it all starts up front defensively. Uh, we feel like our defensive line uh, is just an outstanding group. We feel like we have you know, great depth there. We can go seven, eight, nine guys deep up front. And I think that's huge for us uh, as we get into next fall. You know, I think Jessen can, can be just a dominant force for us on the defensive line. Um, and then at linebacker, Parker Fryer. I, I think Parker's one of the best players that I've coached. He's a difference maker um, all over the place on the football field. Uh, and so we're just really excited to have him back. But Tanner Olson is another linebacker that's back for us as will be a fifth-year senior. And Tanner's just a, uh, an outstanding player. He's a great leader. But he's one of those guys that does all those little things that, that make the group special and somebody that you can count on to do what he needs to do every play and and that's huge um and then on the back end jaden snyder um you know just a great ball hawk back there um ton of interceptions last year having his experience back is huge and then Noah event is it's kind of the eraser for us back there you know he makes a ton of tackles we get him really involved in the run game he's an all-american the last two seasons for us and um, just he's kind of our quarterback at, at the defense, and so having all of those guys back, and I think it's you know eight starters or nine starters back on defense as well. That experience is huge, and those guys played really well in the playoffs for us last year. You, know, if you look at it, each game in the playoffs; our defense played lights out, and, and those guys have um, you know really excelled this spring, and we're excited to see where we go in the fall.
0: So, one thing I was looking at as I was reviewing your history. Um, you to bring up probably what's, you know, the year that you you would rather me not, and that would be your first year as a head coach where um, you have one of the few sub-500 seasons in Northwestern's recent history. You're kind of getting further and further away from that and players that remember what it's like to not be a good team. Um, Talk to me about as you're recruiting these players in Guarding against and fighting against the current of complacency, as Northwestern has established itself as one of the programs that is going to make the program the playoffs year after year.
1: Yeah, you know that, that first season uh, was really big for us, and it was key for us to uh, to battle through some things and land a really good foundation. And uh, we had an awesome group of seniors that year. We went three and seven, and like you mentioned, that was is one of three of only three losing seasons that Northwestern's had in the last 50 years. And so um, that was tough. It's not the ideal way to start. That's you know, not how you draw it up, but um, our guys really built a good foundation. And in that group um, that we had that year, you know, laid the foundation for the success that we've had. We've been in the playoffs every year since. Um, and it's the same things that we were doing that year, uh, really of what we built built our, our, our culture on. These last five years since then, um, and in recruiting, that's the biggest piece. You know, we're looking for guys that want to be a part of something, you know, bigger than themselves, and uh, want to be a part of the culture that we have, and that love to compete, love to work hard, um, and love to be great teammates. And those things are huge. And um, you know, we talk about a standard of how we do things. We don't talk a lot about winning a championship um, or making the playoffs. You know, we talk about you know, being our best every day and pursuing excellence and all that we do. And if we do those things, uh, the, the wins in the field take care of themselves. And our guys have really embraced that.
0: Coach, you knew that in our fifth interview here on the NAI f podcast that I was going to have to try to find something new to, to ask, right? Yeah, no, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> One thing I also noticed as I was looking through your coaching staff was – I would say the majority of your coaching staff, um, you know, maybe not the overwhelming majority, but about half of your coaching staff is uh, what I'll call co-vocational. Talk to me about those guys being able to balance their work life with their coaching life and why you have so many co-vocational coaches. Yeah, those guys are awesome. You know, they
1: invest so much in our program and in our players. Um, and it's just the way Northwestern has has really done things for a long time. So on our staff, myself and our two off, our two coordinators, our offense coordinator and defense coordinator, are our only full time coaches. And, and then we have a couple of grad assistants. Um, and, and then the rest of our coaches are like you mentioned, co vocational. They're teachers, they're bankers. Um, you know, they have different jobs outside of Northwestern, and, and they they do an outstanding job for our program. They they have really bought into what makes this program special. They care a ton about our players and during the season, um, they invest a ton of time. You know, they're they're preparing for practices, they're at practices. Um, you know, you look at games and road trips and all that goes into to playing a full season and, and postseason games as well. And then in the off season they they're helping us recruit yet, yeah, they're contacting kids and and then going through spring football practices. It's it's a lot of time. I, I'm super thankful for the work that those guys do, and um, you know they're they're a big reason about or they're a big piece of what makes our program special. I, I do have to give a shout out to one coach in particular, Coach Zutonhorst. Um, I think he's on year 27 next year. And coach Zoot played or was coaching when I played. Um, he's awesome. He's everybody's favorite. Yeah. The guys love him. He, he's just he's a really what makes Northwestern special. He played here in the 70s. Um, you know, coach dude, uh, is awesome. I, I love
0: that guy. Yeah. I was, I was looking at him and I went, that man right there is an institution. Like you might not see many like football statues ar- around Northwestern, but I bet when he retires, they'll think about putting one up him.
1: They definitely shoot. The guy wears shorts all the time. you will never <laughs> see that guy wearing pants. And so a statue of him with shorts on would be very fitting.
0: Oh, gosh, I could not do that in an Iowa winter. I just, this Florida boy ain't going to be able to do that. So one thing that Northwestern does have um, is a lot of history. And you you talked about it, only three losing seasons in the past 50 years. And that's going to give you a deep alumni base of folks who love Northwestern football, one, and two, are very accustomed to a tradition of winning football. So one of the things I've been asking everybody kind of as of our last question is how does Northwestern connect with its athletic alumni, its non-athletic alumni, its fan base to create that ongoing support on both game day and off the field with uh, the uh, monetary needs that you have to make your program um, stand out?
1: Yeah. you know, we are, we're very blessed and very fortunate to have an outstanding alumni base and that are very passionate about, you know, Red Raider football, but also Red Raider athletics. And, you know, across the athletic department, uh, we're pretty fortunate. We're pretty successful across the board. And so people are really passionate about Northwestern. And in terms of football, you know, there, there's there's people who played at Northwestern in the 70s who won a championship, played in the 80s and won a championship, or a playoff teams in the 90s, 2000s. And so, um there's different generations that are all very passionate about Northwestern football. During the season, I send out a weekly email to our alumni, um, just kind of some insight what's going on within the program to keep them connected. And that's really fun to stay connected with alumni. Um, and then our, we have a parents group as well, that that will email information out what's going on with games. And that piece is big in helping them know that they're always a part of our program. Uh, A couple of springs ago, we've done a few things in the spring where we've had, we call it powered and we have alumni come back and meet with our players, whether it's in their major um, or their academic area of interest, or we had a panel kind of talk to our guys about just career things uh, as they graduate and move forward and just connect with our current players. But um, it's so important that once you're a Raider, you know, you're always a Raider and just keeping those uh, former players connected with what we're doing. Um, and also so that they feel like they're a part of what we're doing because we talk a lot with our players about, uh, legacy and just leaving the Jersey in a better place. And, uh, and, and we want to do everything we can to, to make our former players really proud to be a Raider.
0: That is definitely when you've got a program with, with great history like that, you know, knowing that the name on the front means something and it's way bigger than yourself is such a cool feeling. Well, coach. I I'm looking forward to some G-Pack football and I know you are too. It's you know looking at it what is it four out of the last five? No, the last four championship games have had a G-Pack representative in there. Uh you know just three more years and you and you you know <laughs> you you let the Mid-States know that they can no longer actually say that. Um and and you know, have it be a, a real sticking point against everyone else. So looking forward to it, it's it's going to be another good year. Um, can't wait to see what it has in store.
1: Yeah, th- thanks for having me on. It, it's I'm really excited for the fall. You know, it's, it's going to be an outstanding season. Our conference will be will be strong again. And um, you need to find your way up to Sioux City in September. It'll still be warm in September. So you, you could be able that you could handle that.
0: I think I might be able to handle that. We, we will see, Coach. So I appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast presented by Adcraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. Thanks also to Mommy Bay Turf and Turf Nation, as well as Leading Edge Fundraising for their support of the podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com n-a-i-a-f-b-a-l-l and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.